go we're gonna go around here and just ask questions ping each other about a deal we've done a deal we're doing currently in the middle of problems we're face, facing or faced how we financed it things of that nature uh hopefully this provides knowledge and insight we're all young investors and so uh we're i guess kind of just figuring out as we go so uh let's start with josh this time we'll go counter or actually clockwise so josh what's something that you're doing have done or just something you want to share real estate wise so um so i the i guess my first deal myself was uh it wasn't a plan to flip a house but flipped a house in wilson park in fayetteville uh bought this house and built in the 40s uh for sale by owner it's like one of those people it's like were you trying to sell it the sign was like hidden in the window type of thing (laughs) luckily because that thing would have been gone uh-huh. and uh so we bought that house in in october of 2020 um bought it for 200 and 239 000, 240 000, something like that and the, the plan was to just put some lipstick on it. it's like we're gonna live here and you know let's just make it good enough and and live here then we had an architect design something and uh, that was a mistake. No, it was beautiful. <laughs> we not do what this guy did, which yeah. is like rip the front of this house off, add on, go up, basically taking it from 900 feet to 2,400 feet. And, uh, and yeah, I you know it's like yeah. adding value is, uh, especially in, a, in an area where it's so high price per square foot. Can, can, I, can, can I just really- say like, when you, you posted a photo you and your wife when you bought it and then when it finished and i thought you moved <laughs> that was how drastic it was, like, it was. No, that's not yeah. it was it wasn't even close yeah, yeah. it was but drastic let's let's rewind a second too and go back to like what what did it look like you said the sign was in the window were you driving yeah. by and called it or yeah so my uh my wife's parents uh you know we were looking for a house like we're looking for our first house so they were on the prowl. I mean, they were every night they were driving around all over Fayetteville. We're like, we're going to find something on the market. Like it'll be fine. But you know, this is October, 2020. And so the market is just kind of COVID started in early 2020. And so the market started ramping up and it's like, everyone's just buying whatever they can get your hands on. There's 11 offers on every house in the Mm -hmm. 200 something thousand price range that we were offering on it. And, uh, so they they drove by and saw the sign like you got to call on this thing. We're like we're not gonna get that thing. It's like this is Wilson Park. Like this is not gonna happen. But sure enough, we uh, we went over there, looked at it. Ended up being uh, the seller was very difficult to work with. It was like he knew what he had. He wasn't taking it. He was asking two fifty. We got it down ten grand. But I started at like two hundred. Like that gives me flexibility. I can. I could flip it like quick, like meet me at two twenty-five, you know, dude. And, and then yeah, I went up to like two twenty. Now it's not gonna happen. Then right around that time, somebody else tried to offer on it. I'm like, I gotta come up with some more money. So we ended up settling at at two forty. Um, and and um, but so once the architect uh, designed what he designed, it was like, how do we not, you know, do this? And, and at that point, it had taken. I think this is probably January at the time. Uh, so it'd been a few months um, since we had bought it. And so go through the city, get the process going. And then uh, April 1st basically was the day we broke ground on on doing the new house. And so of April of 
2021, which it seemed when you're in it, it seemed like it took forever, but we moved into that house in November of 2021. So it was like, mm. we built, wow. we took that thing all the way down to the studs. It was okay. Can, what can we save? You know, I'm in there demoing myself, like, like all the insulation out of the attic, just it looked like snowing in there and stuff. Like oh, every piece of sheet rock, I, uh, sheet rock I took off hindsight, I should have just taken that thing down to the foundation and like, Started built a new I mean, house. just built a new house, maybe kept the foundation, but the, I mean, hindsight, that's what I would have done. I would have saved a lot of money doing that. How did, um, question, uh, probably our listeners have, how did, how did you finance this deal or how did you go about financing? So it? I'm lucky enough. The guy I work for, uh, is, you know, obviously he's a real estate investor and, and always had said, uh, you know, if you work for me, we'll do a deal together. And so I said, Hey, let's, could this be one of one of the deals that we do. And he's like, yeah, I mean, if you, you know, if you like the deal, I'll finance it for you. Uh, and then when I'll do the rehab, I mean, you're doing the work, but I'll pay for it. And then you'll buy it back from me. And so it got really complicated there at the end because I was really, I was wanting to uh, use the, I knew there was gonna be a bunch of equity there after we, uh, am I good? Do the level's a little low. Do I need Keep to talking. talk more into the mic there? It sounds good. <laughs> okay. Just the level was low. You're um, so as I was going through this, I was like, can I get this to be a no money down deal? Um, and so, cause I knew there was going to be a bunch of equity there, but when you go and just buy a house, they don't use the equity. They use appraised value. And so uh, how we figure this out is <laughs> the banker came up with this and said, well, if before you're ready to actually purchase it, you and your boss create a mortgage between you and yourself saying that at some point you're going to pay him off with a lump sum payment, but there's no payments between now and then. And so he agreed to that. So, uh, so then I technically owned it at that point, it deeded over to me because we had this mortgage and the mortgage stipulate how I was going to pay him, which was going to be with a lump sum, which we knew was going to be from quote unquote refinance. Mm -hmm. And so when you refinance, you can take advantage of the, the equity. Um, and so anyway, so we, did you do a cash out refinance? We didn't get any cash out. It was just a, I mean, yeah, we just refinanced. So yeah. it was X amount of dollars that it was, it ended up costing us and we were able to refinance and not put any money down yeah. to get the loan. Um, so it was a 30 year regular home mortgage, but it was considered a refinance because I had already technically owned it, even though I didn't, Technically, I mean, I did, I did, you know, um, that's called, so, that is called yeah. creative financing that is creative. <laughs> one-on-one. That's about as creative as it gets. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, we will get into this in another episode probably, but the, the, my, I mentioned in, in episode one about the, uh, Hill Avenue townhomes and we've done some cr very creative financing on that thing too. So, but I think having a banker that is willing to work with you and be creative, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think being a, a beginner, sometimes people are scared to go talk to bankers and try to create those relationships. And those can be your most valuable uh, people that you work with, because if they're coming up with an idea and they can get it done, then, you know, you can do a lot more deals. That way. I'd love to do an episode just strictly off like creative financing and yeah. talking to bankers and stuff. But yeah. yeah, Josh, that's the being able to 
be creative on that. I think that, I mean, that really propelled you, correct? Oh, 100%. yeah. It, it gives you the confidence too on, I mean, you feel like you probably can do any deal out there that you find. I mean, yeah. when you have bankers behind you or investors behind you, I mean, you feel like you can go out and do any deal that money's never a problem. So yeah. for your first deal too, to take on <laughs> something like yeah. that, yeah, we put sounds like a nightmare. On that one. No, no. I mean, it ended up, it, we, I think, you know, going into it, buying your first home, we had a, a lot more in that house than we anticipated um, doing what we did, building a brand new house and already paying a lot for the, basically the land. Uh, but we, we were grateful to be in an area that uh, commanded a high price per square foot. And, and so we moved in, in in November of 2021. Plan was to be there for two years, mm-hmm. sell it after two years and not pay the tax, um, being that we had been living there for two years. Um, and, uh, and that, that short, shortly changed after moving in because the market continued to go up. And I said, who knows where we're going to be in two years, uh, this market. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, Fayetteville has always been insulated versus somewhere like Los Angeles or wherever just, you see massive price cuts. So I, it's never going to drop in value that much, but w- we could be at a peak here. And so why not? you know, take a little money, take some chips off the table mm-hmm. and, uh, and see what we could get. And so we ended up closing that house and selling it in April of 2022, um, which ended up being perfect right timing, the top of the market. I Great mean, timing. It was an incredible timing thing that, uh, would, which we mentioned in episode one too, is that we'll talk about timing the market, but I wasn't trying to time the market. It just happened to work out. And I think being in the market allowed you to to do that if i didn't ever buy that house i would have never been able to quote unquote yeah. time the market so. mm-hmm. and if just to kind of clarify in case people don't know that are listening it, the two-year thing you have to live in a house for two of the last five years to essentially pay no capital gains there's a cap on it is it is it 250 it's, per 250 person per single and then 500 500 if you're married, if you're married. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. which we were going to be under that threshold so um we you know, we'll talk about capital gains too. And mm-hmm. and so there was a big, I made uh, quite a bit of money and, you know, I had owned it. So I, I was able to take long-term capital gains, which helped. It wasn't ordinary yeah. income, mm-hmm. but it was like how it, I, I'm fine paying the tax, but is there a way to, uh, you know, get around the tax? And so I thought, okay, I could 1031 this into something else, which I don't know, we don't want to get into that right now, but 1031 exchange is, is, is yeah. buying something equal or greater value to, to roll your gains into. So you, so you don't have to pay taxes. Defer the taxes. Yep. And, uh, and so I, I didn't really want to do that. I wanted to pull some chips off the table and, and just have it kind of a nest egg so we could go buy something else and um, later and, and not be tied to the six month, uh, you know, timing. But uh what I was able to do with something that, that uh, Trump put in is, uh, is accelerated depreciation. So if you buy something you, in year one, you can take all the five-year or less depreciation items and write them off in year one. And so I knew well, I'm going to be buying these three townhomes this year. And so why couldn't I write a lot of that stuff off? And so mm-hmm. we're going to get close to basically paying, we'll pay some tax, but I'm I mean, less. 10% versus a hundred percent of what we were going to pay. So yeah, yeah. it up being a, all around just crazy first deal can you, um, can you share some final numbers just for the listeners if you if you don't mind we'll I mean, without being uh without being too they can be they can be, they, kind of vague, they can be yeah. guesstimates too. Yeah. yeah yeah they're guesstimates. just so just so they have an idea of we um 
we we bought that house for 240,000. We ended up having six um 625, 630 into it, which it was like even after we got that design back, it was like, okay, if we could get this done for 450, you know, and it was like COVID hit, lumber went up. Um, you know, I, I got screwed by a contractor over there and and who basically walked off the job and I was ahead of him. And so I lost probably 20 grand doing that. Mm-hmm. Right when we bought that house, COVID obviously was happening and, and I had a vacancy where I manage real estate. And so my boss was like, well, you just live there for, for free for 10 months while you do your renovation. I'm like, we'll be done doing that renovation in 10 months, which we would have been if we started day one, but we didn't, it took forever to get the city process and the architect to, Mm -hmm. you know, get everything designed. And so we ended up moving seven times of the course of that whole uh, process and then selling it and moving again. And then, you know, so seven times in a year and a half. And so, uh, my wife, needless to say, is like, get me a house and get me settled. Or this isn't gonna last. <laughs> yeah. Bless her heart. Yeah. Bless her heart. Yeah, for she's sure. a rock star. Yeah, yeah. she is. No doubt. Absolutely. It's amazing. That's, that's the power of real estate, though. That's man. right. It's awesome. awesome. Helps to have women behind us. We all have women that are going to support us and have bought into the idea that this will put us ahead further in life and retire us early. And I mean, I mean, I don't ever want to be retired, but, uh, I guess just make me operationally irrelevant. So I don't ever have to, I'd, I'd like to around, you know, 40 to 50, like not necessarily like have to like grind every day, like 7am to 8pm or something like that. Like I'm fine doing it now, but, uh, real estate is the best long-term play and has made the most millionaires percentage wise out of anything. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think what you just touched on is like, I mean, even just making 50 grand on a, on a deal, it's like, where can you potentially get into a deal with no money down, whether that's because you have investors and you're going to be the one hustling and, and managing it or, or, you know, whatever the case is, or you can buy it and you're sole owner with no, no money down. Um, little to no money down where can you do that and grow as much wealth as you can with real estate i just don't think it's you can't put five grand in the stock market and then boom a year later or two years later you have yeah 50 grand i yeah. mean it's it's and you can maybe time bitcoin right that's about it like yeah. <laughs> or dogecoin yeah dogecoin yeah. to the moon what was uh what do you think the biggest thing that you've taken from that into some of your future deals um that you've done i think a big thing is that creative financing of there's got to be an angle to get it done mm-hmm. um, with that seller financing with the, or with a bank or um, so that the seeing that uh, and, and the banker coming up with that. And there's a lot of even intricacies inside of what it was like, okay, you need to fill this paperwork out and create this agreement with each other and do this, this, and this, like it was, it was an ordeal. Um, but yeah, the creative financing and then, um, you know, realizing that you can't time the market a hundred percent and just, you know, you know, just buy a good deal. And if you think yeah. it's a good deal and, and then it's, it always seems like a no brainer in the end, but it was not a no brainer pain. I felt like I was way overpaying 240,000 yeah. for that house. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and, and it was hard to do that. It was hard to, I almost did not buy that house because of he wanted 10 grand more than I wanted to offer. And, in hindsight, it's like you'd be stupid enough to buy the house and do what you did. From that, yeah. yeah. So, uh, 
everything. And then, and I think it's hard to growing up looking at, Oh, that guy paid how much for that building? Like he stole that building for that or that house or whatever. But it, at the time it wouldn't have been yeah. a no brainer. So I think yeah. that's the hard part getting into it is like seeing, looking back and saying, Oh, that's a no brainer for somebody to, to buy that. But not. That was going to be my, my next point uh, was we always hear, this is going to be a good clip that we always hear, 40, 50, 60, 70 year olds go talking to us when we're young and stuff going, Oh, if I was your age, I would have done, I would have done this. I would have bought this. I would have done that. And so one of my key points, whenever I am thinking about investing, buying things is going, trying to have a 50,000 foot perspective and go, if I'm 60 years old, do I wish I would have ponied up and done this and not to not be sitting telling uh, my grandkids if I wish I would have done that when I was your age. And so a lot of this, there's a lot of risk involved, um, but we're making the decisions that are really hard to make that uh, we don't want to be six years old. And there's nothing wrong with being six years old and wishing that you would have pulled the trigger on stuff, but we're trying to pull the trigger. We're, we're trigger pullers. We're, we're, we're young. We're ready to make risks. And that's what Josh did on this deal. You know, it felt like, you know, I, I paid two seventy five for a three bed, two bath, 1600 square feet. I thought I was way overpaying, but I'm cash flowing 800 bucks a month on it now. And I'm like, I would have paid three fifteen for it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and then 15 years down the road, I'll, I'll do probably like a cash out refinance to be able to, I, having more real estate creates leverage for you to do other things. And so I'll be able, because I bought that house and it got a 2.75 interest rate, I'll be able to, I'll be able to leverage so many deals in the future from doing cash out refi, um, and leveraging that money to buy other things. So we're, we're taking risks and we're, we're making the decisions that we're, we're trying not to be old and say, we wish we would have done stuff. We're, we're pulling the trigger. Yeah. But we're not reckless. We're yeah. trying not to be reckless. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, I think we know the type of area that we're in and the, the corporations that we have backing this area. I mean, we, we're going to continue to see growth five, 10 years from now. And so we can, we can, like you said, look at that 50,000 um, foot view and, and be like, okay, maybe I am paying a little bit more than I want to now. But in hindsight, is this a good location? Is the demographic right? Um, are things growing around it? Um, and is this going to make sense in five to 10 years? And I think a lot of times it does. And we can look at that and, yeah. and be confident in that. And so, yeah. We're just in the Northern Arkansas is just a crazy unique area at the moment. Like mm -hmm. it's one of the few places in the entire country that real estate really hasn't been affected, in my opinion, by the interest rates. Like, there's still houses going off like off the market in two and three days. Like obviously they said some of the houses sit a little bit longer, but like they're flying off the walls. We're at like 99% occupancy of rentals. Mm -hmm. Um, we still don't have enough housing in the area. I think it's just a, a gem of real estate investing. Yeah. Um, bigger cities are flocking here. Um, super family oriented area. It's just, I will say as, as a whole, um, real estate sold down significantly here, but not as much as other parts of the country. Comparatively, yeah. And a, a lot of my clientele are investors and we're because of the interest rate, nothing's been really making sense right now, unless we can get, get a deal offer like a hundred K less or 50 K less. And then the mortgage goes down enough, but the, the in, sellers still think it's six months ago on the interest rate. 
it's like a I saw I bought a home for three hundred and fifteen thousand and the mortgage is like nineteen hundred and my interest rate was like four percent on it. And now that same three hundred and fifteen thousand dollar home at like six point five percent is like twenty three or twenty four hundred dollars a month. Like it just doesn't make sense it, to it, buy it. It's the biggest curse ever having a the uh, the house me and my wife live in we have a 2.8 percent interest rate <laughs> i will never move yeah. and it's a dude it's like it's a it's a it's a small house it's a thousand square feet like it's not enough house for like we want to have a, a kid maybe a couple someday and we have a 90 pound dog and it's like this is not enough space but i'm paying 800 bucks a month to live here and it's like it's crazy that's inc- including insurance 800 bucks a month that's wild. wow and it's like yeah i don't know we'll go look at houses and i'm like this is awesome but it's not better than that like 2400 so, a month yeah <laughs> and so it's yeah the, it's, it's a curse and a blessing mm-hmm. so uh brandon do you want to get into uh s- something you did done want to do something like that yeah so uh kind of, i'll just talk about the the first deal i did it's so um, you know, kind, kind of when I was coming out of college, um, ha- have been looking for a place for a while um, and, and really just th- was focusing on two main areas that I know long term um, there was projectability. And so the, the number one area for me was um, in and around where the new campus for Walmart is going to be. And so, um, you know, that that was a neighborhood that I kind of dialed in on and focused on. And, and that was early 2021, late 2020. Um, and so I, um, you know, there was, there was three or four houses that popped up in the six month time period in that neighborhood. I, I had sent letters, um, you know, I wrote handwritten letters to everybody in the neighborhood. Um, just kind of saying, Hey, I'm a young guy just getting started at Walmart. I'm from the area. You know, I would, I would love to, to buy your house if you're thinking about selling. And I knew this was an older demographic in this, in this area, but um, just kind of continued to hit repetition with, with letters. And, um, you know, I got, I got a few nice emails back or, or phone calls like, Hey, not interested right now, but thanks for, thanks for reaching out. Um, but actually I got a guy that called me and he was like, he, he just mother effed me for like 10 minutes. I mean, he, he talked to me for way too long and you know, you know all about this, <laughs> but, uh, but he just, he just talked to me for this whole time being like, don't ever send a letter to my house again. Wow. Like I'm not selling, my neighbors are not selling. Like we know what we have or whatever. Um, so don't don't ever send a letter again. And I was like, well, hey, I, I, you know, I appreciate your time and thanks for calling me. You know, I'm just I'm just trying to find my first house. Like I'm not not trying to cause any harm or anything like that. And so I I, I despise people like oh, that. 100%. Dude, I can't believe he took time out of his day to to just yell at you. You'd be you'd be surprised. You'd be yeah. surprised. If you get mad for people handwriting you letters or sending you a letter about your home, go kick rocks. Like, <laughs> just take 100%. your mailbox down. Just 100%. take your mailbox down. Like 100%. goodness gracious. But so so kind of uh, fast forward up to probably two or three months uh, after this, there there was a house that came up on the market street over from where we're at now. That um, it was about fourteen hundred square feet, fifteen hundred square feet. Not a big house by any means, um, but. But and it was older, hadn't been touched since you know the 70s or 80s when it was built. Um, and it was listed for 165, 170. And so quickly went in. Um, and we, you know, I walked, I went in with my parents. My parents had done some flips in the past. And so we kind of just jotted through, okay, what's this gonna cost? What's this gonna cost? What's this gonna cost from a, a fixing up standpoint? Um, and and then we kind of that's how we kind of backed into the offer that we wanted to make. And so I think we offered 
probably it, it was listed for about 165. I think we offered 180 on, on the property. And, um, and at the time, obviously real estate was hot and, and it wasn't at its peak yet, but it was hot. Um, and so I think we, we got, we got beat out by somebody offering 175 or something like that. Um, but, but all cash, they wanted all cash two week close. And so, um, but it was one of those houses where I knew, okay, I know this location is projectable. The, the fix ups are cosmetic. Like the, it's got great bones. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be a, a great rental one day. And so, um, anyway, it was, was super bummed about that. Um, and then two weeks later, um, another house pops up a street over. And so like this property even more is about 1750 square feet, um, listed for about two ten. Um, and similarly, every, the bones were great. Um, just, just needed cosmetic changes, but it was, had its own little corner. Um, and it, it was the great first property. And, and the plan was to be able to, to buy it, fix it up and, and rent it out to, to roommates kind of in this time period where I was a single guy still at the time. And so, um, Anyway, we went in there and similarly um, kind of just jotted down what we think each of these costs would be backed into this offer price. And I think we offered it was listed for 210 or excuse me, it was it was probably listed for 205, 200. Um, we offered 215, um, didn't get it similar. There was 10 to 15 offers. Um, and I mean, the, the market, I don't, I, I don't miss that time yeah. at all. Yeah. Market was no. miserable. Yeah. <laughs> but it was one of those things like, and, and I know they don't recommend doing this and, and I probably similarly would not recommend doing this, but I wrote a letter to the, um, with my offer, um, to the owners and I asked the realtor to pass it on like, Hey, um, you know, I'm a young guy looking for my first house. Like I'm not trying to just flip it and I'm, or I'm not trying to just rent it out. Like I, this is going to be my house for, for a while. And so, um, they took it and passed it along actually, which was great. This was kind of before the, the, the peak. And so anyway, didn't get it. Um, and this was during COVID. So we were working from home and I was living down in Fayetteville. Um, but every once a week I would drive up to, to Bittenville to the office and, and work in there. And so, mm -hmm. One day, just a month later, maybe a little bit over a month later, I was uh, driving back home from work and I was just like, oh, let me just go drive by that house and just just look at it again, you know, kind of just reminiscing, <laughs> kind of sad. And uh, and it was a little bit over a month, so I figured it, it would have closed by then. Well, as I was driving by, the sign was still in the yard. Um, so I was like, man, I'll just, I'll just call him and, and see what's up. And so called the realtor and he was like, I was like, man, you know, I, I don't know if, if when y'all are closing or if, if anything has hit a speed bump or anything like that. But, um, you know, if, if it ends up falling through, just I'd, I'd love to be the first you call. Um, and no joke, the next morning, he's like, you're not going to believe this. He called me. He's like, you're not going to believe this. It fell through. <laughs> um, and so just want super. I mean, it, it was awesome that the timing was was crazy for me just to be able to be driving by the next day. He probably would have called anybody else on that. 10 to 15 person list, but I was just driving by and I was like, I might as well call him. And so, yeah. um, anyway, he, uh, that, that same day he said they, they want 225 now instead of 215. And I, I said, all right, take it. Like didn't even hesitate. Cause I knew the area. Um, you know, I knew the location was, was desirable. And so jumped on it. Um, and we, um, kind of the way that we, I started working with Generations Bank down there. I knew the guy, Max Harrell, um, which you all probably know. Great guy. Um, he kind of helped me into backing into some of these numbers as well. And so I, 
started working with him, um, we immediately put it on a construction loan. And so interest only for 12 months, um, which is great for me. My payments were about 500 a month for the first 12 months. And I could kind of refinance whenever I wanted to during that time period. Um, but we spent about six to seven months, uh, renovating it. And then, um, you know, we, we did all the demo ourselves and then kind of built it back up from the bones. And then, um, you know, six months later where I moved in, spent a month there by myself and then rented out two of the rooms for about five to 600 uh, bucks a piece. And my mortgage was about 1200. So I was paying a hundred to 200 bucks a month um, nice. and they were sharing utilities. Yeah. So yeah, great awesome. deal. And, and, um, and I mean, you saw it kind of all in, um, I was bought it for two twenty five. We put, I didn't put any money down at the table at closing. I got a realtor commission for it, which paid, uh, paid half of that. And then the construction loan piece of it, um, the allowance they gave me to fix up the house that I just put that into my down payment. So at the table I had zero, um, which was, which was great for me. And then everything that I did for the most part was, was out of pocket. And so we put about 65 to 70 into it um which I, which was crazy to me at the time i was like man i'm i'm spending way too much yeah um but then and that was on the loan or you were coming out with that i was coming out of pocket but for me actually luckily my my dad has his contractor license nice. but and also was willing to to lend me some um because i did i didn't want to spend all my cash on it so i put about half of it and he put about the other half and so i um, ended up paying that off later down the road, but, um, luckily just had some creativity in there to have as minimal down out of my pocket as possible mm-hmm. in the short term. Uh, so. how, how important do you think it was to, you talked about this is number one, knowing that area. Um, and then that you knew the area that you were buying in a great location. How, how important do you think that is for yeah. Yeah. I think, I think similarly, when we look back at, you know, your, even your deal that, that you did, Josh is, um, you know, I, I knew like, I, I'm willing to always bet on what, what I see in the area. And so in this instance, it was Walmart's headquarters going in and, and that being a, you know, five to seven year plan for them to finish that up. And so I know the projectability of that. It's a fortune one company. I, I knew, I know where Bentonville is going to be. Right. And so, um, you know, I'm, for me, there was just no hesitation at all. If I was overpaying for the house, I, I didn't care because, um, I, I think that's number one. I, I mean, you hear that anybody hears that when they're first getting started in real estate, right? It's location, location, location. And I think, I think it gives you the confidence to step in and, and I mean, without hesitation a lot of times. So, yeah. What, what's a question I have, uh, what, what's the property worth today? Yeah. So we, we got, uh, when I went to refinance eight months into the deal, bought it for 225 um, and it appraised for 350 um, eight months later, which was which was great for me. I had that built in equity. Um, but I mean, we, we there's there's some houses in there right now that are that are listed for about 220 to 225 a foot. Um, one sold not too long ago for 220 a foot. And so that would put it at about on average 385 to 395. So yeah, I know the market's changing, but that's, I mean, and that's kind in, of, you're in it for, um, 260, 270. Yeah. Two, 225 is what we bought it for, put it about 70. So okay. 225, yeah. 285, right. 290. So that's great. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. that, that was kind of the first deal. Um, and then was able to kind of rent it out to rent out the rooms for, 
about a year before I got married. Um, and so now picking up the salary kind of, kind of, uh, kind of offset. Are you losing this? Are you planning, uh, to rent out and, and find something else anytime soon? Or are you pretty in love? Is there any emotional into it? Like, I know you did a lot of the renovations yourself. Yeah. Um, there is, um, less for me, more for my wife now that that she's, she's fixed it up and dressed it up. Um, it's a, it's a sweet house. Yeah. You guys did a great job. Yeah. Um, now we, you know, I I would, I would in a second go, go move to the next place. And and we're actually looking at a house right now. That's um, a street over that's Mm -hmm. listed for sale by owner. We offered on it, um, is about two weeks on the market and, and we offered about 80 below what they're asking. So we got a, a big fat no, but, um, I, I think just can, we're going to continue to try to plug either in that neighborhood or, or, uh, try to find similar locations where, um, where we know the projectability is there. So, yeah, that's great, man. That's I think like- sometimes things can sit on the market in certain, certain times, uh, and, and you could bought for two months later and you get a yeah. deal. But, um, when you're in a really hot, area like what you're talking about uh, or the deal that I did you got to know the numbers and yeah. if you don't study it and know your area you might never never get a deal mm-hmm. or you don't you don't even know what you should offer so mm-hmm. I think that's yeah you know the common thread a little bit of you know being a student of where you want to buy yeah and I was I was always a, a Grant Cardone fan for a mm-hmm. long time I think everybody has their own mm-hmm. opinions on him but but I remember him always talking about you want to buy real estate that everybody wants. Like you don't want to be offering on stuff that nobody else is offering on. And so I think take that with a grain of salt, but I think there's some, some real value in, in saying something like that. So that's, that's kind of the way I look at it too. Yeah. He's a, he's got a bunch of different opinions, but he, (laughs) he's, he's successful for a reason. So there's something to be said from listening to, you know, I don't recently, he, he said something along the lines of if you're a man and you're not making $400,000 or more, you're not a man. (laughs) I was like, all right, but we're going to, we're going to draw the line right there. My biggest grand card (laughs) This is not a Grant Cardone hate hour because he does say a lot of good stuff. He does say a lot of good but stuff. But he doesn't believe you should own the home you live in. Mm-hmm. He thinks you should rent the home you live in and then yeah. your income, all your property should be producing income. If it's not producing income, you shouldn't own it. Yeah. Well, sorry, if Grant. I, not all of us have 20, 25% yeah. down every time. <laughs> if, I, if I look back like that, I mean, I remember when I was buying it, um, my dad was like, trying to push me to go, go find something like, go find a house, go yeah. find a place that you can rent out the rooms. And I was like, man. I, and all I was thinking about was Grant Cardone, Grant Cardone. <laughs> like I'm going to rent and I'm going to find an apartment. It's complex. in your head. He's I'm in your dome. Complex. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, and, and if I would have just kept that mindset and been so strict on, on doing that, I would have never bought this deal. And I may not have, I may not have yeah. the place I have or the projectability I have. And so I, I think it's, I mean, I think we would all invi- advise anybody this, that you've got to just take everybody out there that you see, you've just got to take it with a grain of salt. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, and then there's, I think like the projectability you're talking about is awesome. And one of the best pieces of advice that I actually didn't follow, and I kind of regret it, is never sell your first house. Um, and I heard it from an older lady, my roommate's grandmother. She bought her home for I don't know, 30 grand and it's downtown Miami, Florida. And, and so it's worth like $5 million. Enough said, <laughs> yeah. It was like back in the sixties, she bought it and it was just like, Oh yeah, I love the beach. And yeah. now it's just, 
this cash cow. That's so, nuts. Dude, just, just, you never, you never know what's going to come up, pop up around as long as you kind of like, like you're saying, you know, your area, you know, the Walmart headquarters is going to be huge there. I think we all know that. Yeah. It's just, it's just a crush. Yeah.